0: Hello there, welcome to episode 67 of True Cult Pop, it's a pop music podcast, it's me Stephen Hill, I hope you're alright, why am I speaking so quickly and so excitedly? Well, well, could it be because I'm with this guy, fucking Gaz Jones is here, hello,
1: lad? We've all got to talk quickly because time is definitely of the essence right now.
0: Time is of the essence, you're alright mate, you're wearing a, what's that, a Saxon (laughs) Um, t-shirt? Zappa.
1: No, no, Zebra. It's like an obscure kind of 80s hair rock band. Uh, this was a t-shirt that Johnny Lawrence wore in season one of Cobra Kai. And my very good lady friend, oh. Heron Dawes, got this for me because I'm a big Karate Kid fan. And, yeah, I, she,
0: knew I, I knew presents, I recognised it. She buys the best presents.
1: did. So, yeah.
0: That is, that is a pretty good present. Right, yeah. on the show this week, we are very, very delighted to be joined by the uh, front person mm. of... Former enemy cover stars and yeah. a band with two top ten UK top ten albums to their name. Uh Izzy Phillips of Black Honey has picked five albums that she's going to be talking about. She's going to be coming up on the show in a little bit, so that's why we're kind of moting along. Because you do not want to hear us banging on, do you? But I will say this, I will say this. We've got some good stuff happening on our Patreon page. <laughs> Have we? Oh, Have we ever? Blimey. Patreon Blimey Blorcore Lummy. <laughs> yeah, big time. All oh, we are spoiling you this week. Uh Patreon.com forward slash true cult pop. If you want to sign up for any of our exclusive content over there, we have a podcast coming up um on the absolutely excellent By the Time I Get to Phoenix by Injury Reserve, an album which I've enjoyed since its release in twenty twenty one. Brilliant record and gaz. You are new to that, how how fucking good is that album?
1: I'm an absolute hundred percent convert, new biggest fan. Andrew reserve the greatest band I've heard this year
0: <laughs> but we have been listening to well, that's at yeah. least 17 new albums 18 new albums yeah exactly right? a, but so, yeah
1: is absolutely fucking blown me away I mean blown me away and then some I've never really yeah. heard an album like it mm. and great great records yeah yeah
0: you'll hear yeah, me getting we, excited about yeah. it <laughs> you will if you sign up if you want to sign up for the five pound tier obviously our, our uh, classic album dookie which you spoke about last week is still up but come in this week we have we sent up the old snaggletooth symbol <laughs> and we're going we're going to be giving you a beginner's guide to one of the greatest rock and roll bands in the history of rock and roll bands
1: they they are they are rock and roll
0: they are they are Motorhead and they play rock and roll and we're delighted I think we're going to be joined by Metal Hammer's own Rich Hobson who is a huge 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 fan of Motorhead Rich is going to be joining us so that should be really really good so that's on a £5 tier you get get a classic album and a beginner's guide a month and you get a Your Cult Pop as well every week so that's pretty good isn't it Um, that's great Steve yeah, oh, so good, so good. I'm so excited about that, and that's where you can you suggest suggest anything you want. We nearly did bloody Willy Wonka in a Chocolate Factory. Mental, oh, aren't we? We're Nutties. gonna do
1: Willy Wonka in a Chocolate are Factory. Yeah, it, we it, are. It, it, it's not a case of as; it's a case of when.
0: Yes, uh, true, true facts, true facts. Mm. Um, we don't really have time to do a earworm. We'll save those for next week, shall we? Yeah, park it. I think Parkett says so the, the, the next way. They're both
1: fucking amazing that they will happily wait another week.
0: I think people will be a bit annoyed about mine, maybe. Nah. But hey, I'm ready to... The uh, band I'm won't. Ready to... No, I'm sure they <laughs> won't. I, well, I'm a new convert to that band as yeah. we get into it. It was uh, at next week. <laughs> Mate, so I just weird. want to say, before we chuck over to me and you talking to Izzy, yeah. uh, Coachella. Big Coachella announcement. Right? Yeah. Massive. Mm. Um, Just a few that I'm going to pick off the top of my head. Lana Del Rey... Deftones Justice Little Uzi Vert Peggy Goo uh, Young Miko Suki Waterhouse playing Tyler the Creator Headline one of these blur Ice Spice Sublime that can't be mm. Sublime with Rome surely it's not I mean yeah, it's not Sublime it's, I don't well, think no, that's it's the not same sublime,
1: thing that- that ended a long time ago, unfortunately.
0: It, it, but, yeah. it really it really did, yeah. Uh, Jungle are there as well. Oh, wow. Uh, Grimes, and you've got Orbital. You've got Two Houses. Uh, Young Fathers are there as well. And on the last day, headline by Doja Cat. Uh, you've also got Little Yorty, DJ Snake. Okay, uh, Jockstrap <laughs> are playing as well. Barry Can't Swim, Bicep. Nice. Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, playing boy. As well, there's like a few things, but the big one, the big one. The return and reformation of no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey baby, hey baby, hey girl. Say. I tell you what, I, I, I am, I am so excited about the idea of no doubt.
1: Really? Yeah. I'm not. Well. Why not? Because I fucking hate Tragic Kingdom. It's
0: rubbish. Oh mate, let him play all the hella good. I mean, you meant it, yeah. so, but let them play all the hella good stuff. I yeah. Mean, Gwen's, Gwen. I think Gwen. Is one of the she's in her fifties, and I've seen like live footage of doing. Shit. Mm. I think that she's going to show the the young pop stars how to fucking do it. Yeah, no, no I'm stoked to, for that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the later stuff will sound fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, I. But when, when they come out for the encore of "Don't Speak" just to go on Spiderwebs, I'm already in the car. I'm gone. I'm like, <laughs> I think we're done here. We're done.
0: Well, that's that's fine. Yeah, we yeah. are we are done here. But anyway, Matt, I just want to put that in. I am. have oh, fucking no doubt. I mean, I need I need UK dates. I've never seen Gwen do a solo um, no. shows before. I would. That would actually possibly be, no, it wouldn't be my preference. I'd like a, a mix of, oh, she does a little set like Robbie Williams did in that yeah. progress tour. She did a solo what's stuff. Weird, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That. Gwen it Stefani to
1: support No Doubt. I'd, I'd definitely go to that. Yeah. And yeah. leave before the
0: encore. Jewel headliner. Um, all right, anyway, uh, that's what happened. L- let's chuck to Izzy. Let's do that now. All right. As I said, our guest this week: front of band who have had two top ten UK albums, who are enemy cover stars, and are a couple of weeks away from starting their inclusive extravaganza tour. It is Izzy Phillips from Black Honey. Hello, Izzy. How are you?
2: Hello. Thanks for
0: having me. Oh, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's our absolute pleasure to have you on. So, um, how's things? Uh, before we get started, uh, we're in. Me and Gaz are both in kind of snowy, frozen Britain. And looking behind me, it looks like you're in some sort of medieval palace. Uh, just <laughs> let people listen, the people listening, just if you feel, want to let them know where you are and how jealous they should be of where you are right now.
2: They should be very jealous. I'm in a posh villa in Esuera, which is like two hours away from Marrakesh oh, in Morocco. Wow. And it's been a really nice sunny day. Just been surfing today. It's awesome. I don't want to come home. I leave tomorrow. Back to London tomorrow. So feeling mm. a bit bummed out about leaving. To be honest.
0: Yeah, my heating's broke, yeah. by the way, and Ooh, I've got three. Okay. Pa- <laughs> I've got three pairs of socks on. So that wonder, sounds like the start. Wonder. That sounds like the
1: start of the shittest blues song ever. <laughs> so, mate.
0: <laughs> mate, that would be well, that would be two pairs of socks, and one of them has holes in. Um, are you looking forward to doing the tour? You got a big tour coming up. Tell us about the tour that's happening.
2: Yeah, I feel really nervous and uh, it, like it's to somebody else, to be honest. Um, I feel like that all the time when things are a bit overwhelming um, until I'm on the tour and then I'm like, oh, this is real and it's happening mm. ne- right now. But um, I'm really excited to do Kentish Town Forum. We, I think we played there once with Crapfish the Bottlemen supporting. It was the biggest crowd I'd ever seen, let alone like biggest show I'd ever played. So, like the thought of doing that as a headliner is kind of crazy, to be honest. I still get shocked, like, when like, we sell out venues. Like, I, I literally remember so well of selling like three tickets. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm used to selling three. And now suddenly it's like people actually care and like almost don't know how to process that. I, but but I it's mean, awesome. Forum,
0: wow. It, it, awesome. Yeah. Kentish Town Forum is, you know, a, 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 that's what, two and a half thousand cap? I think so. Try not to think about it. Okay, sorry. Oh. Well done, not <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> watching me. <laughs> but you know, like, so um, in terms of setlist as well for the show and kind of what you got planned for it, obviously um, it's been, what, like 10 months since Fistful of Peaches came out? So presumably, and that was obviously a big album for you guys, Do you, that? Is that what you're kind of mostly going to lean on, you reckon, setlist-wise?
2: Yeah, I feel like we've asked fans what they want to hear and then we get into the studio, like, next week straight away we've got an intensive week so it's basically just going to be us like bashing out everyone's ideas and putting a set together sets are really hard to put together when you've three albums like no one mm. ever prepares you for that like how the hell does paul mccartney like put a set together like imagine having that many hits like how does he do it at the well, night?
0: yeah i mean we this is exactly what i said i went to see madonna last year as people listening who've listen, been listening to the show will know and i walked out like you, you go, you can't be angry that she didn't play all her hits because I'd still be there. But like, it's, yeah, it's mad. So yeah, three albums. I mean, you know, that's, it's a lot of material, but yeah, you're right. I mean, just think when, when you get, you know, when you're doing four nights at the O2 in 2049 or, you know, the kind of comeback <laughs> tour and you've got like, 17 albums worth of material <laughs> that, that's that's quite a hassle I would have thought um, you ever had that problem Gaz with any of your bands you like, yeah up, yeah, up, it, was, yeah, it was two EPs and
1: I think we, we, we argued enough about what songs put on the EPs to be perfectly honest I pretty much broke up the band yeah, nice. right after the second EP so, yeah, <laughs> so. Um,
0: so Izzy we just gave you the brief to pick five albums with absolutely no other instruction at all Pick five albums, whatever five you wanted. And you have done that for us. Before we get into them, uh, what was the criteria you placed on these albums? What kind of thing was it that made you end up picking these records for us?
2: So to try and summarise it, I feel like I've tried to pick albums that feel like they have filtrated me and been part of my life, but also things that I'm, I think I'm trying to constantly recycle and reference um, in the work that I make as well I guess it kind of like if I was mm. to if I was to like bodge all of these artists together smush them into a cheeseburger it'd probably be a bit of a black honey shaped cheeseburger
0: yeah I can kind yeah. of see that I can see that as we go through it so let's kick it off I'm going to do them as you sent as I got them sent over so we'll start with do little by the pixies uh, obviously the second album from the Boston alt rock legends, which was released on the seventeenth of April, nineteen eighty nine. Ninety. I you never ask people their name. Uh, their name. Sorry, they do ask <laughs> people their name. Don't ask people their age. It's rude, rude if you don't name, ask people way. their names, but it's so, rude. Yeah, if ask people their name, but don't ask them their <laughs> age. But um, were you how old were you when too Little came out, nineteen eighty nine? Do you remember? Like, do you know? I wasn't born. Old? You weren't born. Yeah, I had a funny feeling you weren't be really born. Because I was young. Hello? And I suppose, Gaz, you would have been young uh, as well. In
1: 89, I was 11, yeah. 11.
0: Yeah, I was nine in 1989. Yeah. So I wasn't really in on the kind of um, the the start uh, for this record. But um, it has certainly endured. Um, Izzy, Doolittle's By The Pixies. Why Why did you pick this record for us? I absolutely loved
2: this record. And I feel like I came to it at, like, astonishing date. And I think part of my, like, listening trajectory as someone that, like, loves rock music, um, like, I definitely grew up listening to, like, those of Kings of Leon and stuff. And so having listened to, like, I don't know, Jack White, Kings of Leon, all of these things as a young teenager, I, like, didn't discover Pixies till way after that. Then I listened to the Pixies, and I was like, oh, my God, this is what everyone's doing? Like, this is, like, I found the nucleus of all of the sounds in this, in this record. I couldn't believe it. I felt so ripped off. I was like, are you are telling me that I've been listening to Charmer by Kings of Leon, and I didn't know that the, this record existed? What? Like, this is weird. Wild. Blows my mind. Like, tones on it. The, the pop sensibility in, like, the most perfect collision with, like, the roughest tones that would like offend or feel so exciting and jarring to me like that for me is like magic when the two worlds collide
0: mm. Mm. yeah i mean it's such a brilliant album gaz and I-, I can see you kind of shuffling in your seat a little bit i know you want to I, d- I don't think we've talked no we don't think we've... no no, no, we don't no, no, think no we've no. explicitly <laughs> talked about the pixies before but i know you love them right no oh my goodness mate.
1: this is yeah like you were saying, it was. This is pretty much kind of year zero for, I guess, alternative alternative rock. From what happens after this, um, it's. Um, I, I listened to it. To, I, this is another one of those albums, like another one that we're going to talk about. But I kind of listen to sparingly these days. Mm. But I did listen to Doolittle this afternoon, and it still hits you like an absolute truck. The way it flies out of the gates with the basser. And the whole kind of whoa, whoa, ho, ho to like you know, from Black Francis, like scream like a banshee, and and it it, it it's it's wonderful. You know, Monkey God to Heaven still stands. out. here comes a man is still just like it sounds like one of those songs that you've always known. Yeah, Do you also, know what I also, mean? it's, it's pretty he... much like the yeah. perfect indie pop song. Also, like it's a so lunatic,
2: perfect. it sounds like a hit record from Insane Asylum, like bum, yeah. bum, 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 and you are like, oh, it's yeah. the Beach Boys, but it's like this crazy, like lunatic screaming yeah. at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's almost like when it kicks in, it almost, it's, like you said, when you kind of think, oh, it's like a 60s pop record, like Beach Boys or Beatles. Yeah. You think it's like, getting played at the wrong speed because it just sounds a little bit too slow to be a 60s pop record. Yeah. And it's, and then, you, you know, you've got Hay, I mean, I, it, 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 when Hay kicks in, I was just like, oh my God, I have listened to this in so long. And the way it's so, the way that, the way it Imagine- sounds off with Gouge Away as well oh, is just, it's so
0: perfect. I love it's Gouge so Away, perfect. man. Gouge Away.
2: Also, like an ooh, imagine like the history of ooh. Like the ooh for me, like everything comes back to like this record. Like ooh, yeah. like every ooh that yeah. I've ever done, ever yeah. as the songwriter. It's like, oh, we've yeah. got to pick no one do pick picture. No one you can I mean? like... do a ooh like Jim Deal though. Mm. Yeah, she's the best. She's, she's, she's the real deal, man. Like I absolutely love her. I was working with a friend recently who was um, working on something, a piece of work with her. And I got the luxury of listening to it, like pre-release, wow. and it was like she'd like learn, she'd like learn logic to like make this song, and it was it was like the most perfect, perfectly formed Kim Deal piece of work. Like it like it was like no notes. <laughs> I was like, this is a perfect piece of work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I know people. There are people who would say Pixies now without Kim Deal, you know, no deal, no deal. If you know what I mean, no Not deal, to- no Pixies. No deal.
2: Fair. Yeah, I I saw I saw the Pixies with a different Paz. Uh, I Paz can't remember Paz. which one.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I felt like it was if it didn't feel like the real tangible thing, but then I'd also probably argue that like any band now out of their perfect era it doesn't feel like the real thing. Like I saw Blondie um at the O2 and it was like I love this. Mm. Obviously, but like I would have loved to have seen it in like the 70s and CBD yeah. or something.
0: Yeah, I know? think that is. I mean, I think the, the Pixies, again, something we said in the show a bunch of times the Pixies almost certainly kicked off the sort of the, the era of the Reformation and the revival in a band, right? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what, what
1: reading was that? I think it was 2005,
0: 2005, 2005 2006. Or 2006. Like them coming yeah. back and headlining it. And then yeah. you've ultimately got, like, a couple of very, a couple of really good albums, one really good B-side collection, and or B-sides yeah. and rarities and, like, new stuff. But really, like, yeah, I don't think anything quite holds up for the Pixies in the same way as, like, th- these first, you know, the first two full-length Pixies albums are just untouchable, unstoppable, incredible, mm. and... Yeah, it's so funny to hear you, Izzy, like being a bit like obviously a fair bit younger than us, and going, "Oh, I grew up listening to this, and then discovered this, and realized that what I was listening to at that time was so influential on it." Because we're probably like twenty years older than you, and I think both of us probably had exactly the same thing. You know, I was listening to Soundgarden and Nirvana and and all these stuff, and then all this stuff, and then yeah. you still go, "Hold on, there's this other band that I didn't know about." Like yeah. I was probably in my like late teens when I heard. Um, Anything by the pixies, I think, and I think it probably again it would have been, um, it probably would have been debaser. If I remember thinking, I remember going to a club and being like, What the fuck is this? Like, this
2: debaser is still like a dance floor. Yeah. Um, yep, like if that one comes yeah. on in a pub, I'm like, He's sliding across, <laughs> like, I'm a
1: debaser, it's so good. It still does, it. I guarantee, you know, every weekend there will be you know 50 indie clubs in the land that will play debaser or Here Comes here comes my man but when i used to dj in alternative clubs in like cambridge and stuff in like you know the to mid-naughties i'd always play here comes it comes, comes the man you know about one o'clock in the morning
0: absolute banger absolute and banger. yeah it's yeah. yeah every song this is like a fucking 10 out of 10 which, which, which
1: version of wave of mutilation do you prefer do you prefer this one the kind of full kind of hell for leather version or do you prefer the kind of gentlest um i can't believe it's called now is it um the version they did on the pump up the volume soundtrack it's much more kind of acoustic and gentle
0: yeah i prefer the yeah. larry one is he
2: i don't think i've even heard really this song, oh, it's, okay.
1: think it's called like yeah i believe really, it's it's got it's got something in brackets after the title it's got like new wave surf or something like that uk but surf it's, it's wonderful it's i check it UK yeah. surf, that's it thank you
2: okay yeah, i'll check it out, out later
1: it's like sort of it gets turned into like a little campfire song. Yeah,
0: it's lovely. It's good. It was the B side to Monkey's Gone to Heaven. Again, another song which you just go, How is this a single? Imagine releasing that as a single now and people going, Yeah, yep. yeah, we'll buy this good. Like
1: The ultimate quiet loud, quiet yeah, dyna- dynamics mm. on that song, I think. Fucking
2: Yeah, the quiet loud, quiet loud I think that like a lot of people have like credit, like especially for production value, like yeah. Cause it w- was it Butch Vig that it produced was, this one as well.
0: It was Albini did first was. one didn't he? So I think I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. It was Gil mm. Norton, wasn't it? Gil Norton.
1: Gil. Yeah, yeah. Gil Norton. Mm. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Wonderful. i yeah I feel like we've got a lot to a lot to for, to reference. Like a lot of people to credit for that sound. I feel like quite loud, quite something. I'm still like chasing mm. like it's a dream that I'm sort of aspiring to. <laughs> time. I think
1: everyone's been chasing it since about 1989. <laughs> 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 there is nothing wrong with that no. as well. Because it, it just it just fucking works. It just works. It does. And it's wonderful. When it, when people get it right, there isn't much like it. Mm,
0: beautiful. Good pick to kick us off. Do little by the pixies. Right, let's move on to your next pick. Uh you went for Electric Warrior by T-Rex. The second album was T-Rex sixth album if you include their work as tyrannosaurus rex prior to that uh released yeah, on the 24th of september 1971. i've got an interesting fact about this this was the best-selling album of 1971 in the uk did you guys know that i did okay did you know that izzy
1: he was like the biggest pop star yeah. in the land he
0: was. it was huge Yeah. huge no i had
2: no idea i um so i think like i discovered t-rex when on the on the Billy Elliot soundtrack yeah. when you know when he's jumping up and down on the bed and then at the end of this at the end of the film rolling credit to him bouncing up for the beginning, jumping up and down the bed mm. the Cosmic Dancer mm. playing. Um and I just remember being so struck by how beautiful that song sounded. Um and then I think I like later on in my life like downloaded it on an iPod or something and I remember just like always been like drunk at train stations like wandering around wandering up and down the the, the train platform with the song in my headphones just felt so consumed Mm. in my own world um and then I bought this record on vinyl um several years later and then it was like the perfect like Saturday morning wake up put this record on make your coffee make your toast and just like exist and it just, it just made everything more beautiful in a sort of like rock and roll weirdly also really mm-hmm. whimsical way yeah. um if, do you know what i mean yeah. with all the songs on this record and um i th- I find it like even now when i put it on it sort of transports me to like a different realm where i want i want to be i feel like loads of t-rex as well is like all of their albums like so much of it's like quite guff there's quite a lot of guff to get through but, like, when they smash it, it's like, oh, yeah, like, this is, this for me is like such a smash. Like,
0: yeah, but I mean, I'm going to ask you guys regarding T Rex because I reckon okay. we'll come to because I got a bit of a reputation of not liking glam music. So I'm going to talk about that in a second. But you, you okay. go first. What do you reckon this record? Was?
1: Bit, as the oldest of the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, T Rex t- is. T- 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 kind of part of my DNA kind of growing up and I've gone into it you know many times on various pods about long car journeys and the, the music the soundtracks, mm. those moments and stuff and, and you know one of the types my dad had was like T-Rex's Greatest Hits that uh, I think came out well it must have been when the song was used in the Levi adverts what was that late 80s uh, yeah, 90s it was, yeah. 20th century boy Um and it wasn't until kind of many years later that I I kind of, picked, you know, listened to like Electric well, Wire. I knew all the hits and stuff, but but Mambo Sun is again. I, again, I I'd forgotten how much of an incredible kind of opening track that is, and that drum sounds is it's just so I don't know. It was almost it was, it was like treacly almost. It's 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 so it's such a beautiful. Thing. Mark Bolan was such an incredibly underrated songwriter. He write such beautifully pure, simple songs. You know, and, th- and then yeah. you got, you know, th- like stuff like Jeepster, which is just a mad song. You know, and, and Mark Boland, out of all the kind of glam vocalists, he was always the one that had the best, ow! <laughs> you know, the, the, the kind of <laughs> yeah. catcall. You know what I mean? He, he he just oozed fucking sex and rock and roll. He was the coolest of, of you know, I mean, a lot of them a lot of them are quite cartoony like Noddy Holder and um, you know that's like The Sweet, and you know you had artists like you know Bowie and whatnot. but it just seemed to be something I don't know a bit kind of darker and more mysterious about Mark Boland yeah and um,
2: yeah and- I also feel like you know when you think about like a lot of rock especially like English rock music it, it, it almost got straightened over mm. time like everything kind of got like really straight and like, I think t-rex kind of reminded me of like where it came from with like the you know the beatles the stones bowie when feel was so important like they really understood like rock music but with the feel in the group Mm. and like i know like uh, 20th century boy is not on this record which one is it on on Uh, but But that one one for me as well is like a huge that one's huge like i feel like the riff on that one i talk about all the time it's apparently like the guitar on the intro of that song it's like the, they're like out of tune with each other, and that's why mm. it sounds so mm. sick mm. at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you talk about feeling and groove. Like, get it on. It's oh, it's man. just the ultimate kind of shuffle. It's, get it on. I, you know, oh it, my god. You know, box. You know, it, it, we do a thing on the pod. Uh, is we, we we pick like a, a famous kind of or overplayed song. We and we put it. Do we put it in box A, which is you know, um, get it out of my life. I never oh. want to hear it again. Box B. I'll listen to it if it's on or Box C I'll happily search this song out get it on I put get it on in Box C even though it's absolutely overplayed it's still so yeah dank, and, and, and out. I know it's cigarettes and alcohol but you know if if you're a nine, if you're a yeah. 90s kid like me and Steve it's just like it is cigarettes wow. and alcohol cigarettes
0: buds. and alcohol yeah. is it
2: they have a law- Oasis have a lawsuit like surely no, well, like... <laughs> I know some of their songs like
1: that they've had to kind of credit like uh, like Stevie Wonder had to get a credit on this. there's a B-cycle step out, but it, it, it rips off like 100 like uh, up type of Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. But I don't think any of the others have got like co-written kind of credits. <laughs> no one apart from Hello, apart from Hello, which has a Gary yeah. Glitter credit, Whoa. which is I did, I did yeah date, like, right. Yeah. That was like a
2: song,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, get it on. I mean, even get it on is one of those songs that even the not that good covers of it. Are usually really good, like the Ministry covers. Oh, was it? Really... Power Station. Power... I love the Power Station cover. Mate. You love the Power oh, Station, mate. That's I love the. Cover. Power... On, Have you ever heard the Power Station cover of Gay on? Is he? You need that. Not. Oh. You... No, 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 no. no supergroup.
1: It's like Duran Duran, fronted Robert by Robert Palmer, Palmer.
0: Addicted to love Robert Palmer, <laughs> singing T Rex with the guy from Duran Duran and the drummer from Sheik. Oh
1: yeah tell you, yeah, uh, Ch- Chester Thompson is it on drums Tony yeah, Thompson yeah. it's amazing Thompson, so yeah. oh it's great it's banging
0: <laughs> absolutely banging I'm not saying it's the best version if you, if you want like an 80s coked up version definitely
1: <laughs> that is the ultimate <laughs> Everyone that needs is the ultimate <laughs> kind of like yeah you know it's like something Patrick Bateman would great. listen to in American Psycho basically <laughs> yeah I think so you, well apparently, apparently Yacht Rock's coming back this <laughs> year, so yeah. Maybe, yes. we're gonna have, maybe we're going to have plenty yes. of that who knows oh uh-huh. I hope so.
0: I, I, I uh, I feel the older I get, the more I start to empathise with yeah, taste in <laughs> music. The more no, i like been He was, re- he was right about he Phil probably Collins. About wasn't film. He. Yeah, but no jacket really quite. is a piece of art. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, now let let's let's smash Jared Leto's face in. Um, but I was going to say about this about this record. Um, I love. I. I I do, I really love this. And there's a, like, I, I get a bit of kind of, I've had a little bit bit of grief from people going, oh, you're so sort of shitty about glam rock. But when they say glam rock, or glam, they say like, you're so shitty about glam. They mean like Poison and Motley Crue. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I am shitty about that because I think it's just like dunderheaded nerd crap. Whereas this is incredible. And the reason I'm so, so shitty towards someone like, you know, Motley Crue is because Mark Bow, like you're trying to be cool when you're trying to be like, oh, with the de- get the devil, shout at the devil and all that. Mark Bolan is just, I know it's kind of regressive just to kind of just go, oh, he's just cool. Yeah, but fuck me. You listen to this album and you just think, Mark Boland sounds like he's just kind of like performing this entire album while he's half in bed. Yeah. Like out the side of his mouth. And he's huh. just like, he just don't give a, f- like the man, like, you know, to quote Lou uh, Reed, the man don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's, fucking he's fucking brilliant his vocal performance is brilliant like you said gas i think he's got such a great tone he yeah. just sort of exudes again like you know you mentioned like mud and the sweet yeah. and it was yeah. all a bit cartoony wasn't it It was all, as yeah. much
1: as i love as we as we both you know most people did kind of adore slade and kind of you know put him on a high mm. pedestal as i would because they're they're incredible but any of those kind of as the sweet you know muds um Cause it it was so, like, fucking cartoony. But it was... I don't know. Mark Bolin seemed to be, like, beamed in from another planet.
0: He's got that thing that they had on... Um, there's a... there's a He's more like New York Dolls than he is, yeah. like, Bay City Rollers. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think there's this kind of <laughs> yeah. sliding scale yeah. in glam yeah. isn't there. And I think you've got, like, the pure kind of, like, pure pop, like you know, the, the Keith Ched, Chegwin glam. And then you've got the, like, <laughs> you've got the kind of Johnny thunders glam and like Mark Bowling is Ched Johnny Win. thunders. And yeah. they're just, the songs on this album are just like, they're yeah. brilliant. I actually, I'm just going to say, thank you for bringing this in Izzy. Cause I'd actually never, I got, I got like a, a greatest hits and I've heard a few other albums. I had never listened to this album from front to back in its entirety. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. It's classic. Also, like, I feel classic. like
2: the, um, Rotary on the record player that I spun it on was was like a bit broken, so you know when it goes like when it the when the elastic's gone on and it it plays it like slightly mm, fast, yeah. and so like Jeepster, I just remember being like, is this real? Like, are they does this sound <laughs> like it sounded so much more mental at this this tempo that I was listening to on this record player at home, and then like obviously like later on like realised oh it was. It was doing that to everything. It was doing that to all of the records, but for some reason, like it just sounded great on that record. <laughs> <It's> like...
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: nice. And again, yeah. you were talking—you were talking about like uh, you know production credits on on Doolittle. I mean, this was produced by Tony Visconti. Wow. And mm. I think that again adds a, like an absolute bit of class. Do you know what? A- an already incredible
0: album. Hey, look. I don't want to keep going on and on and on about it, but I do. Did Tony Visconti? I think did he di- i think he did the power station album right? wait <laughs> am i making
2: I'm, that up i
1: know no. i know i know he, i know he did the seahorses album mate you're
0: just trying to
2: sell it to me now
0: <laughs> no he didn't yeah. he didn't i'm sorry no, no he didn't i i, I, no. I absolutely imagine that yeah no he no. didn't do that okay no. well you know just listen to it anyway it's fine listen to it anyway. <laughs> um all right okay now here is we're going to move on that was electric warrior by t-rex going to move on to your third pick now long time listeners of the show. Are going to bite their lip when I tell you what this next one is. Parallel Lines by Blondie. Blondie's third album, The New York New Wave Legends. Yes, Gaz, Legends, released on the 23rd of September, 1978.
2: Whoa, that's like Izzy. a day apart from T Rex, was on the 24th of September, 1971. Didn't they?
0: It, I did, yes. So, and then yeah, what about yes, Pixies? What day we like, the week was Uh The Pixies was. The seventeenth of April.
1: Oh. So, it's a spring God. album.
2: We wanted we wanted an awesome one. Never mind. No, I mean,
0: yeah, well, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, look, Izzy, talk to us about this album and then we'll tell you about our competition. I'm so scared about the tongue our biting our now. Relationship with
2: but I feel like is it like the most over chosen of work of all time? It's like like the world's most obvious record. <laughs> but like, i I just like can't no, not look- acknowledge like this album. That's
0: fine. Yeah, I mean, look. Well, I can tell you, it's basically, Gaz. You have no time for the, for Blondie as a band, do you?
1: No, I, 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 it's not for it's not for the want of trying. Before you both gang oh. up on me,
0: <laughs>
2: I've had so
1: many people gang up on me about. I'm about shaking. Even my, it, even, even my, even my, my girlfriend actually got. Re- actually, she doesn't usually get angry with me. Take that mm. back. She usually gets disappointed <laughs> with me. This time she got absolutely fucking fuming with me. <laughs> how
2: dare you it's so weird it's you weird when you don't like things. something that you should you I get some that sometimes like, <laughs> I really want Blondie to like Joni Mitchell more than I do and to I always well, get into arguments about that that's just an opinion
1: that's the, that's the <laughs> yeah, book. It is. you know I, 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 I think what it is right is as much as I right okay full disclosure I think Hanging on the Telephone is one of the greatest songs from this era it's one of the best album opening tracks of all time. I think Hang On Telephone is, is is so fucking perfect. Mm. Like possibly the, the the greatest new wave song ever written. It's certainly up there. It's up there with like, you know, My Best Friend's Girl by The Cars and, you know, My Sharon of The Mac. It's it's what, one way or another. I've always, I don't know what it is about the song. I, I can't stand it. And Sunday Girl, I've never liked. Heart of Glass. Wow. No. For some reason, it, 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 I, I
2: liked you at the beginning of this conversation, but now.
1: Thanks. <laughs> thanks. It's, 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 the thing is, Izzy, right, I knew this was coming.
2: <laughs> I know, up. i was sticking up. Really I fucking love Blondie. I was really I hoping, love
0: him. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not going to redeem myself with, with, with the, the rest of this, you know, uh, yeah. lovely chat that uh, hopefully we're going to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's get the correct response to Blondie from okay. Izzy. Izzy, what made you pick this record?
2: Um, I just like most people, I just was so obsessed with Blondie. Everything, everything that they were as a band, everything that like Debbie Harry represented, just like this weird kind of femme fatale caricature that just felt like a Playboy bunny gone wrong just all of it was just like so mesmerizing to me i think the fact that she's like got one of the most like adorable faces she's like a cartoon she is like kind of helps doesn't oh, yeah. it but like it's weird that it is weird i will say that they didn't write like a bunch of these songs which no. like i remember like having i have that a lot with with artists where i really need to to know that it's them writing it, I think sometimes to fully connect with it. But I think with this one, it's just like, I uh, uh, like Blondie could have done any, anything and I would have probably like loved it. I love everything that they do.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, a great song's a great
2: song. It doesn't matter. Maybe Rapture, yeah. I would say like, was maybe where I was a bit like, mm, do, we, do we need you to do a rap? Like, maybe not <laughs> that one, but like, I mean, Heart of Glass, Smash, Hang on the Telephone, Smash, one way or another, it's just like, so good.
1: Yeah, I, love um, it. I like. I I like. I like the little guitar solo a bit more when. I like that, that, that. that bit.
2: Yeah. So, also, so many of I the guitar that. tones do like so many of the like kind of tremolo things that I'm trying to achieve now. Like I almost forget mm. about that because I'm always concentrating on like her intentions and in songs, and I'm always referencing like that. As, as well. Like I think the messaging is really exciting for women i think just the idea of like having this like kind of protagonist villain felt like it must have been so incredible at the time
0: yeah i mean i i i you know as as people who've listened sort of regularly will know i really love blondie and you know i think because of from being about i don't know four and seeing debbie harry on the muppet show and just being like who is this person and who is this band? And like, how, again, like, really, really kind of reductive to just go, this is cool. This is just cool. But when you're four and you're seeing someone who's cooler than than Kermit the Frog. Like, I was four. Yeah, no one's cooler than Kermit the Frog. And then this, like, this, like, amazingly sort of sleek, brilliant, cool, arch you know, funny kind of dangerous woman walks out with these guys and plays hanging on the telephone or does like a Buddy Holly cover, like, you know, that that cover of I'm going to love you too on this album, I think is, is great. And, you know, sometimes people just exude like superstar quality. I think that they're just like, you you can't teach anyone how to be Debbie Harry. You can't, you know, like she doesn't need to be the best singer in the world, she doesn't need to have the deepest lyrics, she doesn't need to do anything really. She's just like unbelievably iconic looking and cool and the way, like you say, she positions herself in those songs, I think Blondie as a band, as a collective of musicians, are really great. Oh, the type. Clem, Clem Burke's yeah. one of the greatest drummers yeah. of all time. He is yeah. absolutely,
1: And Chris as photography photography by who.
2: Is
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: exactly. Like, um, as evidence by who Clem Burke has kind of drummed for post Blondie, like he was like the, the go-to session guy. To yeah. ever from the '80s, like Eurythmics, um, Wham. I think everyone. Yeah, mm, absolutely like everyone,
0: they are like insanely talented, brilliant dudes. But you spring and and, but you know and and that's one thing but then and but you sprinkle like that thing that Debbie Harry brings to those bands that that none of those punk bands in that time had like none of them at all but in that kind of New York CBGB's scene like nobody was I just think you know like nobody was was like that I was obviously like I'm too young to really be like oh that's what it was like at the time I remember but having seen like talking heads and then television and like the stuff that like the Ramones and stuff that came after that when I was a kid it didn't connect with me but Blondie you just thought these guys are like the you know like a great band with the most perfect pop star front in them and I think the songs are simple like kind of deceptively incredible but yet simple and yeah like I I love this record again me and Gaz have had this conversation a couple of times so i don't want to kind of repeat all the stuff that i said before but if you've listened you know i love it and i'm i'm really glad you picked it izzy because uh it just meant we could gang up on gas
2: <laughs> i said it's like going back to saying seeing her play at the o2 recently like it was like the feeling of seeing something somebody so enigmatic i think is the word i'm looking for where like It was really, I thought I was expecting to see something big or something a lot, you know, and and because she is such a huge star, but it was having this really, like, almost small performance, but just to hold this huge room with, like, with the effortlessness that she does, for me, was, like, I thought I knew what I was expecting, but I was still taken aback by how much of a powerful presence she was, and that, for me, is, like, so magic, and I don't know, she sort of entices me into the whole New York scene. I get excited about loads of stuff. I love, like, Patti Smith, Blue Reed. Like, I love so much of, like, New York. And I think that her perspective just gives you, like, this other dimension that I can never access as a girl living in South England. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just imagine this whole other magical mm. world of rock and roll exploding in this, in this city that was also, like, quite crusty and, like, City Rats and Andy Warhol and, like, Factory and, you know, it just, it, it, it sounds so exciting. Like, had this, like, piece of world that just existed that just affected music internationally. It so-
0: yeah, it is. What, like, one of the greatest times for music ever in a specific... Yeah, I mean, again, we're going to talk about another specific time and place which was just, you know, so perfect in a little bit. But yeah, I I totally agree. I, I, you know, I longed for years until I actually went to New York. It was the place where I was like, I have to go to this place because it was just so, just everything about it just seemed like so exciting. But now it's Um, rubbish. It's actually rubbish. So rubbish. Yeah. I mean yeah i mean i i i went out about i went out in 2016 and i saw i saw radiohead at madison square garden which isn't really you know the, the scene as well as the like CBG's, right? yeah. and then i went to webster hall the next night and saw allison change and they were both really good but there was a little part of me that was like i should go to see a tiny little band in yeah you really but should i just didn't just really know. shitty basement yeah but I, I couldn't find anywhere bummer have you guys played new york
2: no, and, like, I know, like, songwriters and stuff, mates, that go there a lot, it's like, unless, like, you're touring there and, like, you as the English band, like, bring, it by, it's not, like, a vibe there, like, Paris, like, go to Paris, it's like, go to London any, any day of the week, there's a good gig on, there'll be, like, an amazing gig, there's probably mm-hmm. amazing gig, three gigs a day, that are good, worth going to, I you mean, know, yeah. like, punk shows, little local thing, whatever, like, definitely, like, Paris just felt like, unless we were playing there, like in, happening in rock music anyway and i guess like that's what all my friends say like is new york be like sometimes is right. it a
1: case of being too cool for school the audience stands there and goes right impressive. i think
2: it's because it's oh, oh. new york's just you have to be so rich to live there so like oh, you're yeah. probably you know gonna start a band on
1: you gotta be so rich to live in london true though.
2: but like at least you oh, can like
1: well.
2: at least you can like get to london easily for the whole country do you know what i mean like or do you know what I mean there'll be gigs in Manchester or or, do you know something like that where it's like New York just feels like oh like it's a scene for like millionaires to dabble in art or something I don't know like it doesn't feel like it's like a a crusty like band culture
1: yeah an inclusive an inclusive scene for all the misfits to uh, create and like even
2: Blondie like she didn't she didn't live for ages she lived like outside of it like travelling
0: yeah yeah yeah, so it's, uh, it's gone that way a little bit. Anyway, I tell you what, in terms of um, <laughs> Krusty's, uh, this is not <laughs> what we're going to talk about. So Parallel Lines and Blondie, let's get to your fourth choice, Izzy. Uh, Spice by the Spice Girls. The debut album from the number one musical export of the 90s from the United Kingdom. Sorry, Nolan Liam. Released before. on, uh, released on. <laughs> no, it three it colours well, red? Rubbish. No, it wasn't three colours <laughs> oh, red. Released on the nineteenth of September, nineteen ninety-six. The greatest year for music, in my <laughs> opinion. Nothing to do with the fact that I happened to leave school that year, but um, yes, yeah, Spice Girls. Uh, talk to us about Spice Girls, Izzy, before oh, we get man. into it. it. I could like talk all
2: day about Spice Girls i mean
0: awesome let's do it, it.
2: feels like <laughs> i feel like everyone everyone loves the spice girls right but we're now at this new era where it's like it's not embarrassing to be like oh this is genuinely like changed my life um i felt like i was every spice girl inside and um <laughs> a part of the existence each one and that was such a great maybe maybe not posh actually i found she was like a bit she was kind of a crap spice girl. But hey, she was she served the purpose in that band, God. Right? She looked good. I mean, she's the biggest one now, right? Yeah.
0: Um mm-hmm. yeah. Wannabe
2: was like Gotta such go. an amazing song for me. Like it was like every break time dance, it was like um it was like everyone everyone had to learn a backflip. Like we, we all had to become sporty spice and learn a backflip or learn a cartwheel. Wow. After that, after that video she does a backflip on a on a dining table. With all these people having a dining- fancy yeah. meal, and then like <laughs> yeah. you know the style of it all. I mean, like I used to dream of having the Buffalo platforms, and like still to this day, I'm like Jerry Halliwell, her style was Stone called Slay. I cried when I found out. Back to songwriting, I cried when I found out that the Spice Girls didn't write that song. Like I was absolutely devastated. I felt really ripped off.
1: <laughs> they they co-wrote them. They co-wrote every song. Of is day, that is that
2: what it says? Okay, I just remember.
1: Yeah, Cause yeah, yeah, they co-wrote. They didn't actually yeah write them. Yeah, but, yeah, they yeah. They've yeah. got
2: a credit on yeah. there yeah.
1: on every song. I think that's good. Yeah. I mean,
2: they, also they could knowing the dialogue now, it's like they could well have been in like been writing it. Like having watched that Robbie documentary, it was like everyone made out that Robbie who just like dumb pop those songs shoved on him, and it's like turns out he just like was the mastermind of that entire thing. So like, and I think everyone loves to like shove like the pop narrative, like the pop stars really dumb and then they just get the song shoved on. And actually I think artists are having a- also a lot more to do with their own records than people give credit for. But it's really nice to hear after all of these years of devastation that they have credits on their own song because that is girl power. And like, I lived through a time where like, <laughs> everyone was like, you can't say the Spice Girls are feminists. Like I have like, heated debate about it. people like oh you can't say the spice girls are feminist because they were ultimately like capitalistic things like selling stuff or whatever so that's
1: what i was gonna say with you know was it that whole when, you know, when they i started saying stuff like maggie thatcher was the first spice girl and it was you know
2: yeah i mean that is
1: that kind of stuff that, that is that's... a
2: bit sus to be fair <laughs> um but like mm. the idea of
0: I very much doubt Mel C thinks that by the
2: way. Yeah. Yeah, well
1: no, I think that was was it Jerry Halliwell that uh, uttered those immortal words, I think.
2: Mm. Um yeah, that's really interesting. Um that they I didn't mm. realise that they said that Maggie Factor was Vice, that is also interesting. I feel like um, like the thing that's cool about it is like now looking back as an adult, it's like how much riot girl stuff they've like drew upon to kind of create this pop narrative. Yeah. And um I did feel empowering as like a small kid to like have this idea of like these huge personalities and them having like this fun life and like I love the VHSs and like the songs felt really exciting like like even just the the simplistic message like if you want to if you want to be with me then you want to like be my friend like I like having like these are these are girlies with standards like you know they have a bar that you have to meet like this this is like whoa, you know. Britney's like Britney's like, I'll like obvious slave <laughs> for you. And the Spice Girls, like that.
0: Did you watch the three-part Channel Four documentary about the Spice Girls that came out about a year ago?
2: Um, yeah, I think so. Though so it doesn't ring particular bell, but I imagine yeah. I have watched it.
0: Okay, because that was really, really interesting for a lot of the reasons that you just said. I mean, them getting together or being put together. And then the five of them rebelling and going, we don't want to do these shitty songs that you've been saying to us. We don't want to do that. We don't want to start doing this. like, And they were, you know, we don't want to wear these clothes that you're telling us to wear. We don't want to do that. And the management were like, well, no, no, no. You, you, you kind of have to do that because we put you together. And they just went, nah fuck you, we're we're off. We're going off. We're going to find our own label. I remember that worldwide
1: news when they binned Simon Fuller, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and then they binned off, yeah, they binned off Simon Fuller. And then you get into the 2000s and the way that they were kind of treated like Posh Spice, like, oh, what, what? You know, Beckham's cheated on Posh Spice. why did what did she do to make him do that like it's and you know the way eddie murphy treated uh mel b and they go through all of that and man i mean we've again we said it on this show a bunch of times 2000s was rubbish (laughs) like just a wild. that's someone else we can add to the
1: pile of vile the tabloid british uh,
2: press really capitalized that era like they were like british press is so Mm. fucking evil yeah i feel like all i can remember Mm. that documentary is like how fast it happened like how they were just like in the audition room and then like suddenly it was just like massive Man. and they were like off the charts straight away i can't really remember um,
0: it, it it did and the thing is is that that is what happened as well right because yeah. like gaz you know you would have been 19 when, when wannabe came out uh, I uh
1: what was that 97 or 96 96 uh 18. i was 18 18, yeah, 18. Right? i was i was 16
0: yeah. right and yeah. i remember watching the chart show on itv yeah. and they showed a little bit of this video and i was like what's this like what yeah. is this yeah and the next week it was number one, was number and one. everybody and everyone yep. everything and it was just yep. like oh they're suddenly the biggest thing in the whole world yep. and blur and oasis and all that other stuff that we were obsessing over for like the last couple of years like oh that's gone now and yep. this is yeah. the thing this yep. is what's happening and you know i would be a liar to say that teenage angst-ridden teenage me who was obsessed with like you know rage against the machine and fucking you know the chili peppers and stuff like that didn't go this is shit oh, what a load of old shit but what is amazing to me is coming to this album spice which i've never listened to in its entirety before and obviously i know a bunch of the songs right Be, save <sighs> me there yeah. to become one mama who do you think you are yeah like i've always been a little bit like one of those guys is like well i think actually all saints Music was better, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Like, I'll take the Sugar Babes, I'll take Girls Aloud. Like, yeah, yeah, Spice Girls, you know, good in it, and it was good and they were cool. But I tell you what, where have they been hiding these Spice, these fucking amazing Spice Girls album tracks?
1: Like, there's a lot of cuts on there, aren't there?
0: Love Thing, Last Time Lover, Naked. Like, I'd never heard these songs before, and they're fucking incredible. (laughs) They're so good, these like New Jack Swing. No, dude, like, this <laughs> this is mad. I was like, "Oh, I bet all the beast. I bet all the kind of album tracks and the Spice Girl albums suck," and they're nope. they're maybe the my favorite songs on it. It's really mad. It's really mad.
1: It it's so surreal. Like thinking back to that time when you know you obviously had you know 1995 where it was like it was Britpop central. Yeah,
0: and then you
1: know 1996 comes around. It's still ruling the roost. Like Jarvis at the Brits and all that kind of stuff, and um, you know, don't look back in anger. Obviously, massive Nebworth, you yeah. know, the Nebworth mega gigs and stuff like this. But it did literally all change overnight. And September. I was the same as you, to I was, you know, 1996 Gaz, right? 18. I was Turbo Indie Wanker. Literally, I was Turbo Indie Wanker. I was still buying Kerrang, but I was Melody Maker. I was going to Nebworth. I was going to Main wow. Road to Oasis. What a time. Um, you know, th- that was me. I was going to, you know, the indie clubs and, you know, blah, 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 you know, dancing the darts you know, common people, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Wannabe comes out, and I'm just like, <laughs> this ain't going to last. <laughs> then, you know, to become... Um, then Say, yeah, this is why I'm not an A&R <laughs> man. Uh, right? uh, say, but Say You'll Be There comes out, right, as the second single. I remember the video, because it was like... Um, was it the like the old Ross Mayer films, wasn't it? Like the video, was it Ross Mayer? Uh,
0: yeah, them in the the desert. And the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and that that song, man. When when that right today, right? Um, Izzy, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a van driver. Well, that's what I do for a living, right? I was listening to your choices in the van today, and I got busted at the traffic lights singing along to on the, at the <laughs> top of my fucking voice single a, a you know a forty-six-year-old man in a van singing along to say you'll be there.
0: <laughs> I'll give you everything. <laughs> all that joy can bring.
1: I'm looking. It's at the at the lights and there's you know and, there, and there's a couple of builders just looking at me and I'm just like yeah. I'm like I'm like you know what? I don't care anymore. These nah. songs are fucking bulletproof. They are undeniable. And the bullet you know bullet type ability to become one is it, like just. a, a Glorious kind of ballads, but then her voice is disco songs back-book. ever written.
2: Like the little like extra. Oh my God. Yes, she, her
1: athlete. voice.
2: Her voice is incredible.
1: <laughs> like do you like know, in Who do you think you are? Like move it, shake it, shout it, do that. And, oh my God! I was having so much fun listening to this album. Those those songs so are cool, they're like, on the knob. They're absolute bulletproof Like hearing bulletproof bangers, man. Bulletproof bangers.
2: But like, hearing like it's so funny hearing like all of the good music that you guys were like vibing with of, of the time around this coming out is so hilarious to me now because like mm. obviously it was like a sentient being at that time. Like I wasn't aware of any of this. I was just like a child. So then like as adult, like or like getting older, then discovering chili pepper, breaking into the machine, Blur, Oasis, like all of this comes later on in life. And then like it's really weird to think like, oh imagine if anyone my family was like at all like musically aware of things. They could have just like showed me these records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been so well, sick. You know, but also like it was... that's such an era. What a great era of music.
1: Oh, oh it, was, it was it was the best. It was,
0: you know. I, I tell you what, on this album, one of the, one of the like this is the, the hardest shit. In, that we're going to talk about in this whole thing is i give you everything but this I just want to like get on the table fucking throw the table <laughs> yeah, and be yeah. like, come
1: on open that fucking pit
0: up it's so good <laughs> yeah they are great they are great they I've, are
1: I've... A bit, like you were saying though Steve right? you know uh, you know, I, 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 I'm just as you know as not, not necessarily guilty but I'm exactly the same as you like yeah all saints sugar babes girls allowed we love them all they're all fucking incredible pop acts right mm-hmm. um you wouldn't have got anything but that's no. bosco so. and it was also
2: like it was so you know it was I mean? so like nice to have a space where like it was allowed to be english and cheeky like there was no like cheeky yep. like yeah. misbehavior like do you remember when like yeah. when ginger like kissed harry prince harry on the cheek and then that well i like,
1: didn't he pinch prince Charles yeah something thumb? like that yeah. i was like this is yeah. the
2: this mm. is the moment like this is the moment yeah i relate to that
1: yeah mm. yeah it was it, it was wonderful, and you know, looking back, right? Fuck, it was needed, man. It was needed at the mm. time because you know, Britpop but even by '96 had you know it disappeared up its own nostril <laughs> in the twenty-pound note, and it got so fucking po-faced and so. Looking back at the time, I was just like, yeah, ah, this is, I'm living it. This is wonderful. This is brilliant. It's the best thing ever. But looking back, I'm like, even you know, a, you know. Not, not even kind of two years into this, you know, the Brit pop era or whatever, the hardcore Brit pop era. Things needed to change. Mm. Something had to change. Something had to come in and just go right.
0: I tell you what, though, um, Spice Girls did inspire some pretty bad stuff as well. Do you remember um, what are they called? No way, no way, manana, manana. Manana. Don't, don't get, get fresh, fresh with me. me. me.
2: Who's that? What <laughs> what the fuck's that?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, now that, that I do I... not remember. Definitely Power Station. Yes. What were they called?
1: Oh, vanilla, vanilla. <laughs> vanilla. <Yes. laughs> I got it. I didn't even have to fucking vanilla. Going if you get they a were always you... on big breakfast with Johnny Vaughan. <laughs> Do you remember that they were always in the they kitchen were. with Johnny Vaughan, weren't they? Vanilla, I love I was just like, vanilla. oh my what? god, spice,
2: <laughs> vanilla. Yeah, yeah vanilla, vanilla.
0: Yeah.
1: vanilla.
0: yeah, and they were yeah. like the ropiest yeah. version of the Spice uh, Girl. Uh, it was just C- like
1: Cle- you, you got Cleopatra, you got um, yeah, the Carinatra. honey's, the honey's,
0: were the right. honey's were all right. See, I think like that's. The kind of when you get to All Saints, I think they went, because yeah. there were a bunch of them that just sprang yeah. up overnight. Yeah. Well, of course it's it was. almost like one of you got was. to number one, and next week it was like, Girl, we've just we went yeah. we went down, we, we went down the market in Cardiff <laughs> on a Saturday, and we just grabbed the first four girls with different colored hair, and we've like yeah. put them in front of a swimming pool in yeah. bikinis and said, Here you go, you're the next Spice Girls, and they're like, What the fuck's going on? And then yeah. you never yeah, like, Documentary idea, like uh, all of
2: the like brand girls that got auditioned, like brand mass pop bands after that, like, imagine. Imagine all of the. Imagine how many bands got put together. Best didn't cut it.
0: Ah, that honestly, you turn the chart show for like a month, and they just suddenly. How did they get this out so quickly? Like it's just here it is straight away.
1: Production. The songs. The songs were done already. They just needed someone to front it.
0: But I do remember that, like. Vanilla yeah. don't what's it called? Don't get no way, no way, No don't Way get No fresh, Way. Well it was it was the market yeah. yeah, unbelievable. Awful. Um but yeah, check it out. You get a minute easy, you get like that all wow, really and, this,
2: this is gonna be a real listen.
1: Va-
0: <laughs> Yeah, The Vanilla, vanilla
1: the and Power Girl. Station. I'm glad it's not me like spitting the recommendations <laughs> recommendations this week. Stinker. Yeah.
0: I've had a stinker here. Um anyway, let's move on from spice girls as good as that was. Uh final choice nirvana never mind second never studio album it. from this little seattle punk band released on the 24th of september 1991 whatever happened to these guys
2: another 24th of it september so that's two september 24th and a 23rd on our pile
0: wow that's true and the ninth and spice girls was the 19th so you got the twenty. you got the 22nd Lot of, god good albums used to come out yeah in september, didn't but I, I
2: feel like the release yeah. structures yeah. around probably a bit sort of mm. regimented
1: with people back from holiday, people were just about to start school yeah. again and yeah. Know, that was part of it, yeah. maybe.
0: Popping
2: down. Build up price. to Christmas those those, number
1: one, they. maybe. Build up to Christmas number. Well, Sparse Girls for the Sparse Girls, yeah, definitely. <laughs> for
0: Nirvana, maybe They would
2: definitely the gunning for Christmas. Not so much. On, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, oh, no one yeah. no one really saw this coming. Um, Izzy no. let's have your perspective on Nirvana, because Lord only knows me and Gaz have given us enough over the years I'm sure wait
2: wait are you (laughs) and Nirvana as well oh no you're into Nirvana
1: oh no 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 but you know me and Steve are sort of coming to it from a different place to to where you obviously you know coming from is. when was the first time you heard Nirvana I
2: think it was like it was like in my teens and it was. Okay.
1: Do you know where who played it to I'm you? I'm gonna was go with
2: like channel scrolling on Sky, like on like okay, MTV on. Two or something. I would say. Oh, okay. Um,
1: okay. Maybe Kerrang! TV. May- that maybe. Sort of era? Yeah. Like. Okay. Um
2: cool. And I feel like as soon as I heard it, it was like I saw myself. In, and I've sort of said all of these once, but like I feel. I felt so, so much like the the riff on smells like Teen Spirit. Like d- it does some, it does something like primal to me that I can't explain. Like I'm literally like, you know, in the video with the kids, I'm just like losing it. I feel like I, I just like, l- I like lose, I lose it. I can't, I can't control myself. <laughs> um, and I know like Kurt, like famously like hates record and I want so badly like be on his side, but I'm just like, no, this is the best work be done, like easily. Ah. Uh
0: i don't think he did hate it i think he was i think opposite. he hated what it became. right yeah he
1: was he was more than fine with it when they were fucking recording yeah years, definitely you know man. you listen to the stories butch vig tells and like that amazing kind of behind the yeah, behind the album documentary um you know they did years ago yeah,
2: well, butch is always and, gonna I say mean, like yeah. oh yeah but like he did go on record right and be like oh i don't break the production on it it's too polished
1: yeah, but that was after that was afterwards that was afterwards, and that, that that was more to do, I think, with the Andy Wallace kind of right, mixing, wasn't right, it? Am I right. right there, Steve?
0: Yeah, and I mean there are things that you know, like he was a bit of a purist, Kurt. So, for example, he w- he didn't want to double track vocals, and Butch Vig was like, "You need he, to double track your vocals." He,
1: he pulled the John Lennon trick. Didn't he, he did. He said,
0: yeah. "He said, look, John Lennon does it," and so Kurt was like, "All right, well, if John Lennon does it, then I'm." Yeah, it. and that's the only reason you got kind of double tracked vocals on this album as legend has but now it. But, the Beatles have done you know, it I think...
2: well like our Beatles have done it also it should just like yeah like we should Beatles. we should like not dub this kick drum in as Beatles do you know what I mean like you could probably find an example yeah, of like yeah. Beatles doing anything say oh, that That's so quite, quite a craft move yeah. that one
0: yeah it is but I mean you know for my money um this is the most important album released in my yeah. lifetime full stop like yeah. it just is i just i just can't think of any other guitar based records i think even if you take guitar based out of it i think you've still got a bit of a shout because i mean we were there i mean i, I wouldn't say i was there i wasn't in yeah Seattle, but you probably well, you, were you like a of, of
2: teenage at this time it's crazy yeah. I,
0: I, I was yeah. i was i was 11 in wow. this came wow. Out.
1: i was i was Thug. i was thir- i was 13. Wow yeah yeah and i i'll never forget the first time i i there there used to be the show in like the early 90s is he right it was a late night tv show on channel four back in the good old days when channel four was edgy as fuck right (laughs) uh there used to be this show called the words i don't know if you're aware or heard of a show called the word from the 90s is not. uh yeah M- many facets of, of it um it's probably for the best but, <laughs> age quite badly, but well yes it's yeah. aged badly as fuck but right it was my musical education it was on every Friday night right and there was um and w- one Friday I'd, I'd always religiously watch it every Friday night um I'd have like the, you know the VHS kind of record and pause and I used to re- make like a compilation VHS cassette of all live performances but anyway um they were like, oh, you know, we've got the hottest bands in the world. I think it was like early 92, I think. Mm. And they were doing um, a live version of Smells Like Teen Spirits. Um, and he starts the song with, um, I'd just like to say that uh, Courtney, Courtney Love, the lead singer it. of the sensational pop group Hole, is the greatest fuck in the world. And then he just goes strange through and, and from then on, I literally, it was just like late Friday night, I I got up Saturday morning when I did my paper round. We should get paid on a Saturday. I went straight down Woolworths and bought Nevermind on vinyl. Wow! And everything everything changed from that that point. It, it, it was like it was like it, it was like that scene out of Wizard of Oz where before you know we go from black and white into color. It just it, everything just seemed different after I heard yeah. Nirvana. And i never quite kind of I've never had another moment really that's come close to that. In terms of like just something musical just punching me between the eyes. Sometimes
2: I find it hard to listen yeah. to now, like because it, it takes oh, me same, back to, same, to, to same. such a raw place that like I find it yeah quite yeah like painful sometimes, and like mm. it, for me like Nirvana just feels like such so, so obvious like because it's it, I feel like it's in my like beats in my blood or something like I feel like I'm like mm. genetically it's like mutated my brain in some. I read his journals when I was like fourteen.
1: Oh yeah, I, I yeah I, I I remember buying what that, the fuck it
2: like, bad, like who yeah. like no one no one stopped me yeah. from reading this book. And I just remember like yeah. this crazy world of like heroin and like these weird like gothic like dali style illustration. Yeah. His lyrics and the way that they spoke to me sincerity like I've never experienced anyone that had such authenticity and like. Watching him in interviews and stuff, and like, I mean, it's so weird that corny Love, like, man, like, I can't, I can't, I don't reckon I could fuck anybody and get them to go on national TV and be like, they're the best fucking world. Like, no wonder everyone thinks that she's like burdened him and stuff. Because, like, how do you, how do you fuck someone and get to that? I,
0: I, I think I don't think she, she must be great in bed. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, she must be. <laughs> She must I mean, be the best.
1: Yeah. It was,
0: yeah, I mean, like, this album, it's so good to hear somebody who, because the thing is, is you get that thing where people go, well, yeah, you were, you were a teenager, yeah. and of course you're going to say that about the thing that happened when you were a teenager. But I do still think that, like, I haven't quite ever seen anything happen in the way in which Nirvana happened, and the way in which, you know, the equivalent now would be, like, I mean the opening band on your tour Izzy in two years time them knocking Drake off the top yeah. of the charts in that's America. what we're yeah. in America like that's that's <laughs> what we're looking at and I can at. see like,
2: why he couldn't cope with like any of it like and uh, it, yeah. like, I can see, I can totally understand why he was kind of never expecting or planning to do that when you look at like all of the bands in Seattle around that time like how he was about like the bottle surface and stuff and you just think like None of them lot made sort of headlines that that they did and how. But then it's just so obvious as well when you think like someone managed to to like when finding out like Teen Spirit is like a scent of things. Like how fucking funny is that? Like it's like well,
1: well, it just came did it? It just come from a bit of graffiti that um was it the singer of Bikini Kill like sprayed on. Yeah, Kurt's wall is like she wrote like Kurt smells like Teen Spirit on his yeah. Yeah. like bedroom wall like a graffiti. Cap but like, but Teen Spirit was actually
2: of, the, the perfect f- like, like the ling- perf- like the ling- deodorant. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like an American kind of cheap deodorant at all. Yeah, like yeah, yeah it's mad. It's mass. Uh, It's such it's a good it, insult talk-
2: for someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah, smell like a teenager's perf, yeah. like perf deodorant, like. Yeah. <laughs> like you know you know like the the, smell of like
1: like a liberally nightclub a a liberally perfumed nightclub toilet (laughs) yeah yeah you know the the guy the guy said well um I'll say the guy uh, I I was actually I was in a club um just before Christmas like friends of mine were putting on a club night and I sort of popped I popped in for about an hour or so you know um I'd had a few beers I needed a wee so I went into the um this (laughs) tiny little kind of i guess you could call it a toilet i think just about in the first world um and you know there was a guy sat in the corner and he had all his little you know poundlands kind of lynx copies and dodgy perfumes and it literally was like spraying you as you kind of walked out door
0: i hope you gave him a tip for that I did.
1: I said don't buy your, don't buy your perfumes and pound like mate. They're not very good.
0: Okay. <laughs> anyway, in blooms good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> in, in blooms good. Oh. We're not gonna we're not gonna do a track by track of this album, but yeah, like it was like this, it's obviously an incredible air, album for me. Drum is most delight. Most, most, most yeah, like there's every element of it. And yeah, but being again, I put it on today,
2: and it's Same. such a
0: fucking treat because I just never listened to it. And it's such Same. a fucking treat because you just go. I'm not gonna put never. I'm not just gonna put never mind on. It's kind of got to be a reason for it. And man, it was. I mean, it's fucking. It's so good. So so good. So there you go. Um, Izzy, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Uh, great picks, lovely chat, and um, you know, do you want to just give a little shout out to the
2: tour? Uh, before we we head off, um, we're going on tour. Uh, in Leeds, London. Brighton and Bristol just four date but yeah they're our biggest headline show yet so that should start at the end of January.
0: Wonderful. Wicked. Well we'll hopefully see you there. We'll be back next week. Thank you very much for listening everyone go to yeah. patreon.com forward slash true pop if you would like to sign up for our exclusive content over there and we'll be back with more stuff next week. See you later everyone and I'll see you later as well guys.
2: Can't wait. Love you bye. Love you bye.